You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're back with Season 3, Episode 57, as the Carolina Hurricanes officially won the Metro and defeated the New York Rangers last night. Andy and I will get into that. Uh, a lot happening around the league in terms of, uh, you know, the final playoff pushes. So uh, first I got to uh, start this podcast off with Andy. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, thank you for covering for me the last uh, two podcasts. I just uh, been sick here and dealing with some health issues, but everything's okay now. And um, I'm on some nice antibiotics, so that's good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, as far as Carolina winning the Metro, they definitely seem determined to do so. Um, and <laughs> with the Rangers, I was just kind of hoping they stayed healthy. But honestly, if you told me at the beginning of the year, hey, would you want the would you take the Rangers uh, finishing second in the Metropolitan Division and locking up uh, home ice advantage in the first round? I would say absolutely I would. <laughs> so kind of hard to be upset about it. Um, you know, they lose some key players there just for precautionary reasons, which is smart because again, uh, the real, the, you know, the, the real test is next week. So yeah, all in all can't be too upset about it, but, uh, yeah, kudos to Carolina. I think they're, you know, they're a few steps ahead of the Rangers in terms of their, uh, contention development. And this is something they've been building towards and they have something to prove to themselves. So, and Hey, they, they took, they handled their business last night, although it was, uh, it was pretty close. So. Well, yeah, if, if, you know, if you had a chance to watch the game out there and you, you saw, you know, you probably may, maybe gave, gave up on the team, like in the middle of the second when they fell down by a couple goals and you're like, how, how could they ever come back? And then, you know, they get one, they make it 2-1 and they give one up right away, make it 3-1. And, you know, it, it's, it was just one of those things where you knew the New York Rangers were, were going to be behind the eight ball here. And. They didn't give up. That's the one thing that I saw out of this team. As Sam Rosen graciously put it at the end, they showed some moxie. And yeah, that's great and all. And, you know, I don't think there's a Ranger fan out there that would doubt their moxie and their ability to compete and just try. Um, I think they knew what was at stake. It was an emotional night given the McDonald Award, given out the Kreider. I just thought, you know, you know, Andy, I... I I said this the last couple podcasts, and I truly mean it now. 
because now shit's really hitting the fan. If we are not healthy, there's not a chance in hell we win. I don't even know if we can win a game. It depends unless we play Pittsburgh, who is just so happens to not really be a contending team. I don't think they would make the playoffs if it if they didn't build up the uh, the point equity that they did at the middle middle of the season there. So um, I'm a little worried, but all in all, I, I like the compete level. That's a silver lining of last night's loss. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, uh, I thought in the first period. Even though uh, Canes had the um, the shot advantage, the Rangers actually had the better of the chances, and they had the high danger advantage, and they were creating. I thought the f- first uh, period was pretty even. I mean, Panarin had that insane shift against uh, um, uh, Slavin, who's one of the best, probably the best defensive defenseman in the league. So yeah, so pretty even, and then obviously the second. Uh, something was going to happen. I, and honestly, I thought maybe not so much the first goal, but I, I thought two out of those four goals were with Igor were a little soft, you know, maybe not his best game by his standards, but there's a reality where that's a tie game in the third, because then the Rangers kind of push back through their push in the third. And um, yeah, I mean, it was hard to be upset. I mean, you lose Panarin and cop for precautionary reasons. That's not going to help. Um, and again, why, you know, Gallant, in times when that it should be a time to give Lafreniere more minutes starts, you know, playing Rooney more, which is a head <laughs> yet again. I'm like, come on, but I don't know. It is what it is. Um, again, yeah, I'm not too upset about it. They, they kind of came back and low laugh gets in a good goal and Kreider wins a Steve McDonald award and has a goal and an awesome assist on that last goal. So yeah, it's just hard to be upset. I mean, I think who knows? I just think Carolina was really, gunning for that one and it's listen they're a bad matchup for the rangers style wise uh they seem to be in the rangers head a little bit which stinks luckily they won't meet in the first round um uh maybe they'll they'll have to exercise that demon eventually but we'll cross that bridge if we have to when we get to it um but yeah all all in all i wasn't too upset i just thought you know what i think ultimately as that game maybe started to slip away a little bit seeing the, the rangers as a whole were you know, I, I don't know, even, or maybe when Igor's just like, you know what, I'm going to let's uh, let's just stay healthy here. So, yeah, again, I don't know. I, it's they were it was competitive and that's all you can really ask for. Right. So, you know, well, sometimes I mean, Carolina is better than the Rangers at this point in time, you know, as sometimes it might sting to admit, but it's true. So I don't know, you know, but as long as it's competitive and they competed and it was close, it was a one goal game, you know, um, I don't know. It's hard for me to be too upset about it. Again, still didn't have Kako. Uh, we're missing Panarin and Cop for half the game. You know, it's basically a, they lost an entire line for the second half of a game. So I can't, I don't know. I just can't be, it's hard to be too upset about it. Uh, you know, I do worry that, you know, you hope that they there's a gear there that this team can use to, especially defensively, use to to bear down and there'll be more effort um, to, to, you know, fight against teams that counterattack well, like the Bruins and, um, Carolina because I think that's where there's just been some when things they they try to run and gun a little bit they've been getting bit and you know not maintaining their structure and just not having uh that third man come back and provide support so yeah but all in all I don't know I'm not too I mean we lost two games in a row we haven't had a second line like you, you could listen you can say Panarin's the greatest player in the world but when you're playing against teams that are playing playing meaningful hockey 
like the Boston Bruins, like take for instance that Bruins game, like they were desperate to win because they want to get out of that wild card. They want yeah, to catch and they Tampa. get yeah, and they get Pasternak and Hampus Lindholm back, right? Yeah. As the Rangers lose, you know, are out. Uh, they were out. Uh, Hedl, Kako, and, uh, and Cop. So yeah, what are you going to do? You know. Yeah, and uh, Dryden Hunt's playing on the second line there. Oh so, my god! So it's just you know. Not that like I don't give the Rangers a shot, but they didn't get blown out and they were very competitive. Like they still gave it their all. And to put it in perspective, the Boston Bruins just beat the Florida Panthers 4-2. So a desperate Bruins team that is desperately trying to get out of that wild card spot is not something like, you know, it's not something to, you know, be down and down about, essentially. Like they're a very good team. And right now, look at Boston, uh, you know, they have they're desperately trying to get out of that, but Tampa and Boston are three points back with two games left each. So uh, Boston three points back. Tampa. And, you know, they're playing desperate hockey and they're a very good team. I mean, they're a playoff team. So I don't know. I just feel like as much as I am down on this team, I'm very high on them. If they can just stay healthy and get to the playoffs and, you know, I am worried playing Washington because I do. I think Washington's pretty much a lock to leap Pittsburgh. I, I really don't know if Pittsburgh will win another game the rest of the season. I think they'll limp through the regular season and get swept in the playoffs by a Florida team. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's where I am right now, Andy, mentally. Yeah, I mean, so as it stands today, Pittsburgh has one more game to play against uh, their rivals, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, who I'm sure. Uh, are looking to a have an uh, already baked in rivalry with the Penguins and would like to end their season on a high note with pretty much nothing to lose. Meanwhile, the Penguins want to stay healthy. Uh, and then the Capitals have two games. They have they obviously play us in their, their last game, but they're a point behind. So the only feasible way that if Pittsburgh can win their next game and uh, <laughs> the Capitals who lost last night uh, to the Islanders. Um, lose their next two games. Um, who do they play? The Islanders and Rangers. Oh, so they play they the Islanders again. Back, yeah. In on the island. Yes. Okay, so we'll see. And listen, the Islanders want to finish strong. They have something to prove, and they've been and pretty good this last Trotz's month. Whole team too, so you know they're going. Yeah, get so they're going to get up for it, and then they got to play us. So who knows? It's it's funny. It, it does seem like it's coming to the point where. It may be the Rangers playing the Capitals for like if they win, then they face the Penguins. But if they lose, <laughs> then they face the Capitals, which is funny. Um, you know, honestly, I whether it's the Capitals or the Penguins, I feel I'm kind of neutral about all of it. I still think the Rangers have better goaltending than both teams, and um, as even though the Capitals. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the capital, even though like, yes, Pittsburgh's had a, a kind of up and down go of it the last month. I feel like they can turn it on. I also feel like the capitals can kind of just peter out. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I don't really care who which one of them the Rangers face. If I'm being honest, I think you maybe say you want Pittsburgh because although you know what? I don't know. It's like the Rangers have played both of these these clowns multiple times since the last time. It's always them, you know? Yeah. They beat well, what? So the year, I mean, because obviously they they beat, uh, the year they go to the cup, they beat Pittsburgh in, what was that, the second round? Flyers first yeah. round, Pittsburgh second round. Uh, then the next year, they beat 
uh, Pittsburgh in the first round. Then they beat Washington and come from behind to beat Washington in the second round, right? Um, yeah. With the step on game seven. Uh, I don't know. It's just it, we they've played both of these. Then they lose to Pittsburgh. The what the the following year? I can't, I can't ever keep it straight. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, they've played both of these teams in an inordinate amount of times in the postseason. Uh, so I don't really care who it is. I don't know if. It's hard for me to say one is an easier out than the other. As disjointed as Pittsburgh has looked recently, you know, I don't know. It does is there a gear that Crosby and Malkin have, and Latang for that matter have that we're not paying attention to? We know Ovechkin is out, but was ho- hopeful to come back. But is that going to affect his play in the first round? So it's kind of hard to say. You know, uh, they didn't look all that motivated last night, Washington. So it's yeah, but I also do think that ob- Pittsburgh obviously has glaring holes in their back end um, that can be exploited, and so yeah, I don't know. It's a toss up for me. I really don't care who it is. I think at this point, it's stay healthy, get some Hartford kids some minutes, let Lafreniere drive the bus going into the playoffs for these last few games because he's finally caught fire. He's got five points in his last five games. He's scoring goals. He's setting players, you know, getting assists racking up points. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that's what the, the most important, uh, thing going into the, you know, into the postseason these last five games here and, you know, rest some guys who desperately need it. Please put out, put Adam Fox in styrofoam, you know, don't let him yeah, move. We cannot afford to have any more injuries and it's just, this is just so typical New York Rangers. We're having our, like an historic season in terms of, you know, individual numbers and accomplishments. We're way ahead of schedule in terms of where we are in the standings. And of course, you know, Cop goes down and Aaron goes down last night. Uh, you know, he, has been hurt. Kako is hurt. Uh, you know, you don't know if, you know, Lindgren and Fox are nursing an injury. We're just not resting any of these guys. And it's not like, you know, I, I mentioned on the other podcast that, you know, maybe we dress a seventh defenseman so Fox doesn't have to play 20 plus minutes. He can play maybe 15 and we kind of dress some of the other guys since it's essentially meaningless hockey. You just want to kind of get in, get in a, you know, get in a game shape and just game mode and, and go through the mechanics of everything and then, you know, gear up for an actual playoff series where you have, probably have a different system going into it, knowing that your opponent is will be the exact same for the next potentially seven games. So yeah, there's just a lot right now, Andy. And I feel like, you know, Gallant is so nonchalant about any of this. You know, he's just like, what? The regular season game. You gotta come ready to play. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like the Rangers with the with how they are right now being injured and and we're so fragile in terms of we need every single player in terms of depth. That you know, we cannot afford to lose a Panarin for a series. We cannot afford to lose Cop for a series. Hell, I'm not even that confident if we lost, you know, Hedl and Kako for a series. So, you know, here we are, Andy, with a bunch of injuries. Is there any update? Are the New York Rangers giving anybody anything in terms of, uh, you know, Panarin, Cop, Kako? Well, and I mean, Kako, uh, they sat him out last night for precautionary, but they were very. Um, Gallant basically said they're pretty hopeful or that he's going to get a a game before the Rangers play in the postseason. Uh, He said if this was a if this was game one, he said both cop and Panarin would have returned, but they just being precautionary. Panarin had a heating pad on his back in the 
towards the tail end of the first. So they're just saying, you know what? Um, looks like the Rangers have called up Zach Jones. Good call from the Wolfpack okay. um, for tonight's game, assuming. You know, they're going to definitely rest some guys. Uh, yeah, I th- listen, all three of those guys are good to go for the playoffs as it stands today. Um, you know, it's I've seen obviously a lot of Rangers fans being like, oh, is Tyler Mott going to make it back? Tyler Mott's done for the year. We're not going to see him. Sammy Blay is not coming back <laughs> like this playoff. So, you know, uh, he only had surgery a couple months ago. So, uh, but Cop, Panera, uh, excuse me, Cop, yeah, Cop, Panera, and, uh, and Kako are all, are all good to go for the playoffs. But it was just a matter of now it's going to be managing, you know, their recovery these next last few games. So I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Cop or Panarin until uh, the first game. It's going to be the kids driving the bus for the most part. I, you know, you, you have to speculate Adam Fox is going to get sat. Um, you know, I obviously I don't know what vets. I don't know how they're going to do it. If they're going to try to like have a skeleton crew of vets to insulate them or just playing because obviously they have more bottom, you know, between Brodzinski and, you know, it's you're going to see a lot of uh, Hunt, Brodzinski and uh, Rooney these next two games, unfortunately. But um, well, and uh- Revo. And as it should be, you know, like, honestly, well, that's what I'm going to say. It's like, if you're going to, if you're, especially in that game against Washington, just play the fourth line heavy minutes and just say, I don't care if we lose, just (laughs) tenderize them a little bit. You know what I mean? So absolutely. And, you know, I think I I do wonder, uh, sorry, not to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was going to say the only one it's interesting is that Kreider only needs two more goals to break. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yager's record for all-time uh, goals in a single season by a Ranger. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays just so they can. And then obviously, you need someone to pass in the puck. So does that mean Mika plays? And yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. But, um, you know, I would say with now kind of Vetrano losing that new uh, new toy shininess, especially some of his, you know, his defensive plays or lack thereof recently, uh, it might be time to put Lafreniere up with that line again, especially the way I he's agree. going right now. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they, these last two games, how Gallant handles uh, keeping guys healthy. And honestly, we don't know who's playing through what and who needs it. So it might be interesting. You'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, uh, you know, Mika sits or, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm all I'm saying is that our lineups are going to be pretty ugly these last two games. Uh, you know, thank God one of them is against uh, tonight is against as we record. This is against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how how the, how this plays out here. Hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just one dollar on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
it's obviously a meaningless game. You just want everyone to kind of get through it. Uh, you know, you I do, you know, I think there is something to say to get some of those guys bigger minutes. You know, there's no reason why Brzezinski can't play 15 plus minutes or even like the keg. You know, he needs to be out there constantly and just feed those guys minutes. It's a meaningless game. Uh, this is what they're here for. They're your depth guys to fill in when, you know, the bigger guys that have bigger roles either can't go or really shouldn't go. And listen, if you want to say that the, the Washington game will mean something, I kind of agree. Like, if you want that to be the tune-up game and start everybody, that's fine. Like, I can understand. I can wrap my head around it. But there's no reason why we should push anything tonight. If you want to go full throttle, you know, against Washington and be like, you know what, we're going to control our own destiny. Let's push them out, out into a wild card spot and let's take on Pittsburgh, you know, you know, who, you know, we feel we, we can handle, you know, that's, that's fine. I understand that mentality. Uh, if I'm coaching, you obviously want to coach to win every game. And I think this is a good chance for Gallant and Drury to kind of see some of the younger guys and, and see what they're made of. You know, I want Lafreniere to play 20 plus minutes. If that's, you know, that's the case. I want him on the first line, beat him as much time as he can tonight. Obviously, you know, if things get chippy, let's sit him a little bit. But, you know, I, I don't think they will. I, I think, you know, now that St. Louis is there uh, coaching that team, I think they're looking more to develop and there's a bigger picture there. Whereas he told me at the beginning of the season, after their collapse of a start um, that put them in that hole, uh, you know, I say, you know, players like Gallagher and stuff will be a problem. But, you know, I don't think that anymore about the Canadians. I think they have a bigger picture and it's one of their last games. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, Andy, you know, looking at uh, Gallant and just his attitude towards everything, do you think he would just, if it's up to him totally, do you think he just plays everybody normally? Or do you think Drury's kind of stepping in and being like, calling these guys up they're go- they're playing um no i, I think galan is a pretty big um i think his strength is that he's pretty in line with what his his team and what they need um and i think if he's like a guy's fighting something he's like i'm not gonna you know i don't think he's too concerned about that he doesn't strike me as you know the type who would be like oh i just gotta we gotta keep this momentum rolling here i think he trusts his team enough to say they'll get up you know, um, I mean, they've gotten up for everything since, you know? Yeah. You can't I, and I, again, I feel like it's almost like if you're saying like, no, 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 we, we got to keep this going here. I think some guys honestly probably need a little bit of a reset for just to a breather, just to get ready, you know, and just calm and get healthy, feel good about it, I you know? Agree. So, yeah, uh, I just, yeah, it's listen, it's a slog. Um, so I just think it makes no sense to, to try to keep any semblance of being, you know, they had no matter, they could lose the next two games. They're still in second place. It doesn't matter. Like it legitimately does not matter. They've locked up second place. So like I said, the only thing that could potentially change is who they're playing in the first round. Like they could have control of that. If that's meaningful. And I doubt that is, I doubt it's meaningful to them. If I'm being honest, I don't think they really care between it. If it was one of those things where, they may have cared about not making sure it was not the Canes, but now that we know it's not, uh, yeah, I don't think they care. I don't think they give a slight, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, outside of that first game they lost to Washington, uh, it's, you know, I th- they've, what, they won their other two meetings against them, right? 
pretty handily, uh, if I remember yeah. correctly. Well, I, I believe so. But the only thing is, I feel like Washington Washington is one of those teams that they can score in bunches and turn it on in the playoffs, and that scares the shit out of me. Whereas Pittsburgh, I feel like yes, they are top heavy. You know, players like Getzel and Crosby and Malkin, they're game changers up front, and you know, obviously Tang, but. I, I don't know. There's just something about Pittsburgh where I'm like, it's just not their year. I just don't think they're going to make anything, any noise in the playoff. Yeah. Famous last words, right? We played the Pittsburgh and we end up getting swept. So. Yeah. You know, I, again, you know, and as I was alluding to before, they, I think both teams are imperfect. Luck, obviously, I think if you look at, um, well, both teams are old, although I would say maybe Pittsburgh has a little bit, some of their depth is a little bit younger, but that's also because they're inexperienced and they give up a lot in bunches. Uh, it's, it seems like Igor's in their head, so that's hence why you would want. But again, we, we were, the Rangers were pre to, prior to the bubble, seemed to be in Carolina's head, and then it's just, they, they basically swept, swept the Rangers and made them look bad, and, and now it's been the opposite ever since, so. Yeah, I don't know. I obviously we don't know what the status. It looks like Jari is still hurt, right? So you'd be playing Casey DeSmith, who I honestly just think is probably a little bit better than Jari right now. So who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how uh, Samsonov has acquitted himself for the Caps recently. I don't know if he's been playing a lot. I haven't been following them too closely, but um, yeah. Again, I don't know. I I I. I I don't think the team cares. Honestly, I don't really care. I just, yeah, I think it's just about staying healthy. And I think this team does better when they don't concern themselves too much with the mental weight of things, right? I think when it's like, this is a big, yes, they've been able to get up for big games, but like, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's just better to say, you know, we'll take on whoever, whoever it happens to be and just focus on being ready and healthy. And then it'll go from there, you know? Yeah. I have a question though. Yes. Uh, speaking of goaltending. Uh, Coach Ketoff, whatever his last name was, last yeah. night for the Hurricanes. Tell you what, that's a pretty good uh, kid stepping in there. Uh, he looked very solid and apparently was solid against the Islanders when he came, had to come in uh, midway through the game. And he was uh, solid against, I think they played the Devils uh, the game before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, good system to go into cold, right? Because if you're going to. You know, it would be a different story if it, he was lacing suiting it up for the the Arizona Coyotes, right? But you know, yeah, we've seen it's hard to you know it's hard to know right now because you've seen a lot of rookie goaltenders come in and then have a nice big flash, and then they all of a sudden they peter out. I mean, look at uh, you know the Maple Leafs for God's sakes, <laughs> you know, true. They had their goalie of the future in uh, November, and now he's a afterthought. Like we got to get rid of this bum by the end of the year, you know. True. And now they're true. riding a new kid down the stretch, so. The only reason I say that is because I watching the game last night. He's actually filled in for Igor when Igor left um, the KHL. Yeah. So, um, just interesting little fact there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, funny how you know these things. Uh, hockey is the big, you know, the biggest, smallest community in the world. Um, yeah. No, he acquitted himself nice. I thought he, you know, a few. He didn't really have a chance on the Lafreniere goal. Uh, you know, the Kreider goal is was tough. You know, but yeah, I don't know. It, I thought he, he played like you said. I thought he played pretty well. Um, I thought Igor didn't have his best night. I thought you know he was good, great in the first period, um, and then I kind of thought he fell asleep a little bit in the second. So, but 
you know, is what it is. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll be interesting. I think obviously, uh, there does seem to be a contingent of Rangers fans online who are who are unconvinced that Igor can can be a big game goaltender like Lundqvist because you know obviously he hasn't really been in that position. Um, the Rangers were thoroughly embarrassed, you know, in when they faced the Canes in the bubble. So that was kind of our really, and obviously him and Hank kind of split the starts and I don't think they could have Hashik in that and I don't think they were going to win those games, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I think Igor has been a little bit up more up and down as of late, but you know, he was down for a bit and then he had those back, you know, those backs, but his shutout streak was going strong. He's playing really good. And uh, yeah, last night, I don't think he was at his best. It's, it's weird. I think sometimes it's he's just better when he's getting consi- feeling the puck consistently. So uh, when the more sometimes the more the Rangers try to do to like insulate him, sometimes I think it might end up hurting him a little bit or at least hurting his flow feel, feel for the game and the flow of the game. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about him so much. It'll be interesting to see if Georgiev plays these last two games. Um, I you know. would I would uh, I spoke about this uh, with a couple of buddies. If the Rangers don't play for a week. I think he's got to play against Washington. I I rest them tonight. Obviously, Georgie starts tonight, but they they have to know when they're starting the playoff. Like the organization, jury has to know some sort of schedule of when they'll be playing because then you got to start. You got to start Igor if we're like one of the later starting games. Like if we don't start until um, I don't know when the official day is. It May second, the official start for the playoffs. Because if we start not in the third or the fourth, then you gotta you gotta start Igor for sure. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty. That, that sounds about it. I think unless he is fighting an injury we don't know about, I think uh, Georgiev tonight obviously it's a back to back, and then. I just, I don't know. I just worry. I, I'm, I'm like, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking of in the last game of like Lars Eller accidentally running into the, or accidentally or whatever, running into the crease and like taking Igor out. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I want all these guys in the bubble wrap, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the that's... playoff start May 2nd. Um, I would imagine they they go every other day, usually the first round. So, and then, a travel day in between when they do cities, so there might be two days off there. So, I guess the latest the Rangers would start would be May third, which I am looking at the schedule right now. Hold on one second, Andy. And I, are you comfortable? I'll ask you this question. Sure. If Igor sits the last two games, are you comfortable going one, two, three, four? five six uh, almost a full week without igor playing the game or would you start washington in washington and have three days going into the game uh yeah i don't know i feel like most teams in the league are going to deal with this and i think they're most a lot of them are going to probably rest their starting goaltenders right especially the ones that ha- don't have aren't comfortable with their backup goaltenders so in that sense uh yeah i think i'm comfortable i think like i said every team's going to kind of have to deal with this you know, um, even if they most teams that play their their last their starter the last game of the season, I, I, you know, uh, the only t- you know I mean Vegas comes to mind obviously because uh, they they have to. Um, uh, 
although our, is their starting goaltender really their starter? That's the that's why they're in the situation they're in. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I again, I'm, I think at the end of the day, who knows? Maybe Gallant just asks him. He's like, "How do you feel?" And he'll ask Ben Ben Wilder, You know, Benny, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Uh, he, if he tells me he's good to go, do you agree? You know, do you think he can? So he'll consult Igor. He'll consult his uh, his goaltending coach and staff, and he'll probably make the decision based on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I listen. There, there's multiple ways to approach this, and that you know, obviously, time will tell. Uh, also, uh, Georgiev is is uh, what he's undefeated in his last what six starts or something like that, seven starts, seven in a row for him. Is it that many? I something something nuts, right? Yeah. It's after he was so bad, uh, he's been very good. What's the Alexander Gurgiev? Let's go to. Can I? Here's the thing on ho- it's, It should be a hockey reference, right? They should have his last few games. Yeah, his last five games. Uh, so win against the Islanders, win against Philly, win against New Jersey, win against Detroit, win against Buffalo. Um, can I see more than the last five games? NHL sites stupid. You should be able to expand that. Oh, I want to say it? he had one stinker. Remember Hold on. Had, so, had... yeah. So, uh, yeah. He 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 lost. The, he was he came in relief of that New Jersey game. Yeah. From Igor. So that was a whole team problem. But prior to that, uh, he he had that crazy game versus Carolina, which he won, and then he won against the Ducks. So outside of that relief. Since March 15th, he's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. And he's, well, he's played eight, the eighth team, him coming in relief of Igor. Uh, and he basically won one, two, three, well, seven, seven of eight. And the only eight was a relief game for Igor. So, all right. Something well, to think about. Yeah. The Ranger fans don't need that. <laughs> no, not. I'm not saying for the. For, yeah. I'm just saying, you know. Listen, I think. Hey, you know, if he has a two stall, solid games here, his current save percentage for the season is an eight ninety eight. If we can get, if you can get that around to nine, he's a good trade piece. In the yeah, game. there you go. You're like, oh, you know what? After a tough start, Igor. I mean, Georgiev has been good, and then some team. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> you know, yes, they need they need something. to sh- they need to shed a sal- you know some salary this summer. Uh, they need clearly need a goaltender. I think him them Laner Laner's time is numbered there. You have to imagine, right? Yeah, uh, but I mean that's a, just a bad look with that organization. They don't like, give a shit about bad looks. That's why they're they're in the situation they're in. I guess so. I yeah. I mean <laughs> the damage has been done. It's Laner wants out. I'm sure at this point. Uh, DeBoer's an asshole, <laughs> as we've seen. Well, um, and there's nobody happier than Gibby. Gibby hated DeBoer when he was with the Devils, and now you know they're on the outside looking in. Uh, he also hates um, uh, Hines too. It's funny he hates every ex Devils coach. So pretty soon Gibby's going to hate the entire league. At one point, you know, <laughs> all the Devils, yeah, are going to go through the you know New Jersey carousel. Uh, I have one big thing that I really want to talk about, Andy. Yeah, uh, go ahead. It was kind of, I don't know if did you watch did you watch the game like uh, on TV like live uh, last night? Yeah. No, I, I caught a replay on okay, my phone okay. on the well, train home from uh, band practice. Oh, okay. All right. So at one point, uh, they go to, you know, the intermission and, you know, it, Hank and 
and uh, uh, Valcat and Valcat, uh, oh Bill Pedo. Yeah, Bill Pedo. Uh, I couldn't think of Valcat's name. I don't know why. This is something he said. He kind of hinted that you know the Rangers should give uh, Kreider the C going into the playoff. Um, Ooh, who, who uh, did did Hank do this or Valcat? Valcat said something like, you know, I think it's time, like, you know, maybe we'll see the Rangers do something special before the playoffs, like give him a C. And it was very cryptic and no one else kind of said anything about it. I don't know if they knew something and Valcat was a little loose lipped there, but, um, you know, they both kind of, you know, Hank and, and Tito kind of just smiled. But when, you know, Valcat, made a good point he was just like oh you know because no other team uh has really made a good playoff run without a captain since the what was that the 88 uh flames or something and uh you know i just thought that was very cryptic very interesting uh the timing of it obviously with him getting the Stephen a mcdonald uh extra effort award and him being the most tenured ranger and him having a 50 goal season you know I, I don't know if it was just a bunch of emotions built up and Valcat just blurted that out or if there was some truth that the Rangers might surprise everybody with throwing a C on Kreider's jersey. You know, I Valcat's has a history of like saying talking cryptically out of his butt and it never happens. True. You know, he said something a bit like this I think right before the season about the, the you know, the captaincy and nothing happened. Um, but the Rangers were the Rangers were doing it too, though. The Rangers were like, "We're gonna make an announcement." Like, like the Rangers were almost being cryptic about it. Yeah, then, well, and and, you know, I I, I think that was probably a decision that was maybe made by Drury before he they met with Gallant, and I think they might have thought that um, internal competition for. It. I mean, I will say this: listen, after. Watching the Stephen McDonald ceremony extra effort award for Kreider winning it, um, him being emotional, being asked about it, you see him choking up. He's the only, uh, you know, or at least for in terms of that leadership group, he is the only homegrown Ranger. Um, and just then to have the performance he had, you know, scores a big goal and has a nice assist, and, you know, to try to get the equalizer. I. You know, I I think he's definitely feels like he's earned it. I mean, obviously, you hope that we know Kreider in the past has struggled with mental inconsistency, except not this season. Hence, why he's in the position he's in. Uh it could be really awesome. Um, would it I, help? Would it juice him, or would it hinder him? Is the biggest question. You know, I don't honestly, Andy. You're looking at his his emotions. Uh, you know, just you know. Uh, hugging Steven's wife and son and just the interview in between periods and what seeing what it means to him uh, it's it's almost as if like you couldn't give the captaincy to anybody else that's how I feel which is funny because I'd always been like you know Kreider but then Mika is you know uh, it was one it's always been one of those two for if you're going to do it right now but it's a I think it, yeah I I can't you know it's funny and especially I will say for 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 James Whalen on this podcast to say Chris Kreider it's there can't be anyone else. I I mean what a, what that just shows you what a season it's been and what a you know just what a for him and just you know he's listen he's stepped up not just on the ice you just see the way he has uh he who I think he does the most post game pressers 
he answers the most questions. Um, he gives the most thoughtful answers. Um, he he's held them the team accountable when they haven't had it, and he you know and says why and says what they didn't do a good job of, and then when they're successful and other guys are having success, he he talks to how important that is for their group, and you know you hear about just the early uh germination of this type of stuff where he's taking rookies in and letting you know letting them stay with him and taking them to work out at, in in Connecticut and uh yeah I think it I think that it should it kind of felt like a sea change moment in that regard so I what I I think would be cool obviously for the drama of the whole thing you know um uh, but listen. yeah I I mean I, will it happen I mean I'm going to say, uh, listen, do I want it to happen? Yeah, part of me wants it to happen. I, you know, it's kind of like the Mighty Ducks coming out with their third jerseys, uh, you know, and Mighty Ooh, Ducks. Chills. You know, like it'd be one of those crazy moments. But I also do think that there's a bigger picture here and you don't want to, you know, if everyone's healthy and everyone's going, you know, you don't want to kind of lose the mojo that you built up all season long and have an emotional change in the locker room. Uh, unless some of these guys were kind of privy to the, you know, and kind of understood that this was going to happen in anyway this season. So, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, obviously I want it to happen. Will it happen? Like you kind of hinted at, it probably won't. Uh, the Rangers don't seem to be that type of organization. Uh, you know, if anything, they'll name another three assistant captain. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. They just, they just chop every A in half and everyone gets half yeah. an A. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, you got anything else, Andy? I mean, uh, no. I mean, you know, it's uh, we're recording this. The, the game starts a half an hour later tonight. So uh, again, it's you know, this game versus the Canadians is pretty much meaningless. Again, stay healthy. Uh, second place is locked up. I mean, if anything, these next you just want to maybe give a little bit more ice time to the younger guys so they can get confident. Hopefully, they they stay healthy as well maybe get Capo uh, back up to speed, you know, as he comes yes. in. Cause again, he only what played one game, came back in to play one game and immediately got hurt and then had to leave. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, um, well, Hey, let's see what Zach Jones has learned after a, a season at Hartford. Right. You know, he's had a pretty good season. Um, their season as a whole was really effing disappointing, but uh, yeah, let's, you know, I mean, you, I, you're going to probably need guys like Brodzinski be ready to jump in at the drop of a hat. So he hopefully he can, you know, stick around. And honestly, I'm, I've liked his play more than some of the other guys who've been floating around in the in the bottom six recently. So, uh, yeah, it just I think that's an important thing. You know, reward some of the guys who've had a good season with Hartford. I'd like to see Lori Pahi and Yemi maybe get a game, um, you know, get Zach Jones some reps. Hell, bring up Nils Lungfist again, see what he can do. Um, yeah, so, but that's really it. Stay healthy. Please don't get hurt. Uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's really, it's weird. Cause it's like, there's really no other narrative for this team until they make it to the playoffs. It's just for the love of God, please just stay healthy. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Hockey Podcast Network.
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.